Golly, that was sure pretty, huh? Yeah. It's like the mist is what's pretty, you know? All gold and silver. Too bad it can't stay like that all the time. Nothing gold can stay. The Outsiders. Yep. That's an intense ride. I know. It's a good one. I like that movie. It's a fucking ball of emotion. I know. It's got you everywhere. Yep. Up, down, inside it's out. Got you inside out. Wrapped around. Mm-hmm. Outside in the middle of the night freezing. Yeah. Drowning. They should have called that movie fucking guy looks for a coat for an hour. Yeah, he's like, oh man, I really forgot my mm-hmm. fucking forgot my coat. And everybody asked him, don't you have a coat? Yeah, like, I do. Yeah, I do, Steve. I have a coat. And do you know what? I keep saying that I forgot it. Why do you think I'm so fucking cold? Yeah. If I, I didn't have a coat, I wouldn't be cold because I'd be used to it. But well, obviously I'm cold <laughs> because I have a coat. I just forgot it. Yeah. When I said I'm cold. And I forgot my coat. But I look good in these fucking cutoff sleeves, right? He does. Yeah. I need cutoff sleeves. Speaking of cutoff sleeves, Mm -hmm. did you ever wear shirts or jackets or anything with a cutoff sleeve? Um, I think that kind of growing up in the 80s and the early 90s, it was a requirement. Like, I'm pretty sure, because you remember how they had like government cheese? Yeah. You get them like big ass blocks of cheese. And cheese and milk like, and stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure that when they came by to give that shit to you, they were like, they kind of like looked around the house and they just kind of like were milling around and they're like, hey, I noticed that uh, your son doesn't have his sleeves ripped off. What the fuck? And they're like, oh, yeah. And so they're and like, he's he, he was wearing his Sunday clothes. Um, President true. Truman. True. <laughs> <laughs> so that, Mr. Reagan. Right. <laughs> When was President Truman the president? Uh, wasn't he like World War Two? Yeah, this is basically close. It's, it's the same century. <laughs> yeah, but uh, Harry Truman, right? Yeah, I was gonna say Howard Truman. <laughs> <laughs> so it reminds me of one time when we went to uh, fuck. What was it? Was it like Macy's or Dillard's or something? One uh-huh. of those. It's Macy's. One of those ones that sells all the fancy clothes. Yeah, right? it's and Macy's. Then, I know. He's in Casper, Wyoming. Yeah, and then yep. I walk up to the lady there, and I'm like, "Oh man, I need." I need one of them jean jackets, but like ones with the sleeves ripped off that, but not all the way ripped off. It kind of looks like they have tassels and shit from there. Mm-hmm. And she's just like, without missing a beat, oh, you need to go over here and look at this. I don't know what the fuck was it, like Ed Hardy section or yeah. Affliction section. She's or like, something. why don't you go look at the Ed Hardy and Affliction section over here? And then we both look at each other like, fuck, she got us. Right? <laughs> <laughs> this is not what we meant, ma'am. <laughs> yeah, so the other day I. I kind of told my wife, I said, I think I need to get a jean jacket and just rip the sleeves off and wear it with no shirt. Mm -hmm. She says, you just need to be you. Yeah. Just do what you need to do. You do you. But I don't think she was, I don't think she was on board with it. What do you think? She's like, buy one. I was thinking about getting some divorce papers so we could both go shopping. Yeah. But, but you know, for this movie, it works, right? right? It, does. it works. All those guys, it worked. Everybody looked good in it. Everyone did. The only thing that they're missing, I don't, I don't remember if it was in the movie, but one of them should have had some cigarettes rolled up in their sleeve. I don't think that happened. Don't think that that ever happened. They never rolled them up in their sleeve. They, they pulled did. them out of like, they had like secret pockets inside mm-hmm. their pants or they always had cigarettes. Yeah. I don't know where they came from mm-hmm. because they weren't in their sleeves because their sleeves were ripped off. Right. But uh, yeah. So yeah. Anyways, let's talk a little about how this movie starts. You know, they're 
they're going into a movie theater, right? Or right. the drive-in movie? Drive-in movies, yep. Well, so it kind of starts out like the outsiders, a couple of the outsiders, um, you know, they're kind of like walking through the streets and stuff. And then uh, they're like, oh, hey, Matt Dillon, what's going on? He's like, they're like, what do you think we should do today? And he's like, fucking nothing legal. And they're like, yeah. They all high five. That's right. And they were just like, no wonder it's called The Outsiders. That's right. And then they go like crawl underneath the fence and then. Yeah. Like drive in movie theater, more like fucking go under this fence. Run in. Then they go to like the bleacher section of the the drive in. I don't remember ever seeing those. I I mean, I went to some drive ins. But not recently. Was that a thing? Yeah, I remember um, at the drive-in theater that we used to always go to in the kind of like early 90s, uh, there was definitely like a bleacher section that okay. you could go to. And it just had like a loudspeaker. Okay. I think I watched Jurassic Park at one one time. Nice. Jurassic Park on the drive-in theater, drive-in theater yeah. would be fun. You're just like, is that a fucking dinosaur in them trees? Nope. No, that's just, a, just the speaker. A couple fucking... Oh, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which one sounded like a Tyrannosaurus Rex? <laughs> so speaking of drive-ins, the you know the my very 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 first movie that I can recall going to mm-hmm. was an actual drive-in movie, and it was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Really? Yeah, that's pretty cool. I never so, saw that one in the drive-in. I don't know why I remember that one, or I don't really remember the movie or anything in the drive-in. Mm-hmm. I just remember going to the drive-in, I and remember there it fucking was. It's pretty cool. Splinter yeah. and Leonardo and all them guys on the... On I think the, I saw a ghost in the drive-in movie theaters, too. Uh, Either that or I saw a ghost at a drive-in movie theater. The memory's a little hazy, but there's definitely some Swayze there. It's <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. It's awesome. really good. <laughs> it's a great joke. <laughs> all right, man. Since we're on... The Swayze kicks right now. Right. Let's talk about him a little. He's freaking awesome, man. Just roadhousing around and putting baby in a corner. And... Right. And going straight up to, uh, you know what I watched recently? <laughs> Donnie Darko. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, he's uh, he's more of like a weird, creepy dude in that movie. but Yeah, for sure. I mean, he, he wasn't the roadhouse, rip your throat out, mm-hmm. grab pony boy throw him on the floor and push baby back into the corner kind of guy in that movie right yeah he's more of a weird like motivational speaker kind of guy get out there and yell you can do it he's like fucking you can become whatever you want just don't have fear have love yeah (laughs) but uh yeah that was that was a pretty awesome movie i think that this movie um the outsiders i think it had a lot of similarities to donnie darko just watching these two recently together. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, I guess if you want to really like reach, maybe I'm just trying to reach just because I want to have Patrick Swayze in both of them. Right. And he is. You just want to compare them both together, yeah. Right, for sure. I mean, you've got kids that are down and out. Mm-hmm. And not that the kids in Donnie Darko are down and out, but, you know, they're that movie's based in the late 80s and they... Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's kind of like a an outsider. Yeah. In his own way. You know, and he's got a rabbit, mm-hmm. and in the Outsiders, they chase a rabbit. Yeah. And there's Patrick Swayze. And the house catches on fire. There's a church in the other movie. Uh, no, it was his, yeah, it was a church, huh? Mm-hmm. A church in the Outsiders, and uh, yeah, just speaking of, uh, just has nothing to do with the Outsiders, but just, I think, probably my favorite part 
of Donnie Darko <laughs> is when they're standing around and he gets that cigarette from his friends and he looks at his sister and says, what happens if you tell mom about this? Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, yo, like, I'm going to put... She's like, he'll Goldie in the garbage yeah, disposal. Yeah, he'll put my doll in the garbage disposal. And he's like, you're goddamn right I will. Right. And then his friend looks at him and goes, this is good shit, huh? Right. And he's like, it's a fucking cigarette. It's a fucking cigarette. <laughs> that is the best part of the movie for I sure. I forgot about that. I was watching that. I was like, oh, fuck, that is so fucking good. Yeah. So. Definitely the best part of that movie. <laughs> so anyways, back to uh, Outsiders. We went into the, the movie's theater scene right mm-hmm. we're going into the drive-in yep. and then kind of instantly just went to that greaseville mm-hmm. you know because they have the drive-in there right. and they have and then obviously this one's in the 60s and greece was what 50s right yeah so kind of the same a little bit of the same time right and they didn't really seem like the style had changed a lot like you could take the greasers right. and you could take what the thunderbirds mm-hmm. t-birds what the are t-birds, they fucking yeah. called is that what they're called t-birds mm-hmm. in greece and you could probably put them together, yeah. And nobody would even know that they're from a different decade. Yeah, they'd be like in the middle of the fight, and then like uh, John Travolta would be like, "Go, grease lightning, you're burning down the four hundred five, And then someone just fucking stabs him. He's right. like, "Oh, I thought we had to sing first. <laughs> and then uh, fucking Emilio, that fucking guy's dead. And then he sees his sweet ass car over there, right? And so he just goes and fucking takes his car, mm-hmm. and then probably drives four or five miles out of town. And then aliens take over, and and then all of a sudden Emilio is in uh, maximum overdrive, and he's stuck in a gas station with killer monster truck or killer fucking diesels in the grease car out there trying to kill him. Right, it's so, like every movie is um, interconnected. Yeah, it's just one big universe of just all. It's either Emilio Estevez or Patrick Swayze, mm-hmm. and it's like these two universes are colliding it's to constantly kind of the the dominant cruising back and forth. I just, I love how, like, uh, in all those movies, they always had, like, one of them switchblades, and, you know, it'd be like, like, you know, it, uh, like, they're, they're kind of, like, black, and then they, like, had the silver on the edges of them. What are those knives called? Switchblade? Are they switchblades? Yeah. Yeah. But then, like, everybody had, uh, it's like, when I was a kid, I had, like, a switchblade, but it was really a comb. Nice. Do you remember those? Oh, yeah. And then, uh. You get them at, like, truck stops and shit. Right. So, I'd be like walking around with my grandma at the store and i'd like flick it out and the people would be like oh fuck he's gonna stab us like nope he's just gonna comb his hair back real quick Mm -hmm. um could you imagine like a fucking greaser like me with red hair and then like i got like my hair all slicked back and everything and i'm wearing like the leather no i would be wearing a leather jacket by wearing like the jean jacket the jean jacket with no sleeves yeah and then uh we'd be like in the middle of the fight and i'd like if I was uh, Ralph Macchio and you were getting drowned, I'd be like, I'd like like pull out the knife to go stab him, but I would be like, fuck, I brought my hair knife. <laughs> like I accidentally, because like I would say like, don't bring a knife to a gunfight, but they're like, but for sure, don't bring your fucking hair knife to a knife fight, you <laughs> jackass. Don't bring a comb to a knife fight. <laughs> don't bring a, and like, that's me. It was just like man stabbed after attempted knife fight with plastic comb resembling a knife and then i fucking drowned and then you're there and you're stabbed to death and that's the end of the movie my parents be like did you really bring that plastic knife or no my parents would be like that like people would be like um hey Corey's parents was that your son that got stabbed with the fake knife they're like no no. It's not him. We don't even have a son. We don't have a son anymore. All we have well, is a daughter. We never did either. 
It was some other assholes, kids. Yeah, I could see that. So that's so that's uh, that's switchblade combs. That's comb knives. Yep. Let's go back to the movie theater thing. It's an I mean, actual movie. Yeah, it's the movie because there's a lot of cool stuff that happens right here at the at the drive-in. Mm-hmm. I mean, we introduce the two characters, Pony Boy and uh, Johnny. Is it Johnny Boy? Not Johnny Boy. Johnny Boy. They're all like Johnny Boy. Johnny Pony Boy, Boy. Pony Boy. Steve Boy. Steve Boy. Dal Boy. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, man, he doesn't go by boy no, anymore. He's a man. Um, so we introduce them, and then they meet the girls and Dal, which <laughs> is uh, Matt Dillon's character. Right, he's kind of just a big dick. Yeah, he's kind of like, he's like the most outsider of the outsiders. He's like in the second ring. Like all the others are like the outsiders. Like they kind of got pushed out, but he's like way out there. He's had like a tough life, super tough. Life. Right, and that's kind of what I was going to say about him, like. The first impression you get, he's just an asshole. Mm-hmm. Just a dickhead. He's hitting on the girl and he's trying to force himself on yeah. her and he's just being a dick. But then once you go through the whole movie and then at the end you can see that he, he's he been yeah through a bunch of shit. And he cares. He just pretends he doesn't care. Right. He tries to be like the asshole, but it's really, he's like one of the most emotional ones of all of them. For right. Sure. He's probably the most complex. Between him and Ralph Macho's character, I yeah. think those are the two probably the most emotionally complex characters. Mm-hmm. And then he ends up not being able to take it anymore after, you know, his friend dies. <laughs> and uh, then he goes and just basically suicide by cop, right? Yeah. And he just so, goes all crazy and just rips a magazine in half and gets shot. Yeah, death. it's pretty rough. <laughs> I mean, this movie is full of emotion. Yeah. So, yeah, I wasn't really intending on going into the deepness of Dal's character. Right yet. away, yeah. It's all good, but we did. But uh, I kind of wanted to just talk about them sitting there. With those girls, mm-hmm. how would you react if you were that girl and that guy was sitting there freaking hitting on you like that? Like, would you put up with that shit? Would you leave? Would you elbow him in the eyeball? What would mm-hmm. you do? It's hard to tell because it was like a different time. I wasn't alive in the 40s. This may be a shock, but... Um, 60s. 60s. But... Or the 40s. Or the 40s. I'm still thinking about Howard Truman. <laughs> Howard Truman. <laughs> um, but, uh, yes, yeah, so I wasn't alive, like during that era right so i don't know how if you were like a woman growing up at that time if you would be like oh i can't leave because you know maybe she's just waiting for societal norms or somewhere i probably would be like this fucking asshole you know kind of like she is she was kind of sassy you know she's like like, leave me alone yeah she's like why don't you go fucking comb your hair some more or something and everything but uh and so then he's like oh whatever i'm gonna go buy some popcorn so then like pony boy and fucking ralph macho karate kid yeah they're like oh let's go sit up with these girls you know and then she's like is that your friend he's like fucking kind of but not johnny cade yeah johnny cade yeah not johnny boy not johnny 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 cade um but they're she's just like i can't believe you're friends with that asshole and he's like well i mean he's like you kind of you don't know him that well you know yeah and then she's like i don't know him at all just asked if my fucking hair and my head matched my (laughs) the curtains matched his drapes (laughs) Yeah. Like, is that real red hair? Right. So, speaking of redheads, Mm -hmm. is that the case? Yeah. If it's red Mm -hmm. on top? Probably, like in most cases. Maybe like blonde. But, uh... So, so, yeah. It's like a hazy... You remember, like, the the, um, the hazy shade of winter from Simon and Garfunkel? Right. That's actually a song about, um, like, having red hair and then having... A little less red hair? Like, a little less red ball hair. It's like, look around, and then look down, 
<laughs> your balls they're a hazy shade of winter they're like and Simon, Simon's just writing it and Garfunkel's like what the fuck does that mean he's like it means that it's like a lighter red and he's like he's kind of thinking he's like well alright I guess we'll go with it it's, it's a, a hit fucking good song he's like let me see <laughs> <laughs> he's like oh I see what you're talking about now oh that makes perfect <laughs> yeah. yeah this song makes yeah, perfect sense now that's how that song is written it's a Lesser known fact of history, but sometimes you got to pull out the music facts, you know what I'm saying? Later in the movie, she actually kind of throws this same argument back at him, right? Right. Because he fucking Bob, Leif Garrett's character, right? Was the one that was drowning him, right? Uh huh. And then drowning Pony Boy. Yeah. And then Karate Kid went all fucking Mr. Miyagi on his ass, right? Stabbed him up. Then later she's like, well, Bob was actually a really good guy and this and that. And then the only thing I could think was, I'm Pony Boy. And I'm like, bitch, that motherfucker tried to drown me in the fountain with five friends holding me underwater. He's like, do you remember how you thought my friend was an asshole because he just wanted to know what color fucking pussy hair you got? Yeah. Well, your friend drowned me. And you know what he got? I almost got Swayze'd. Yeah. And he got six inches of cold steel. (laughs) It's a long-ass knife. Yeah. So basically, they could have made this movie, Ghost could have been the sequel to this movie. Mm -hmm. Only it would have been Leif Garrett instead of Patrick Swayze as the the dead ghost. Right. And instead of doing pottery, they were out like kicking beer cans and Mm -hmm. talking shit. Just being outsiders. Driving a Mustang around. It's pretty cool. Like how... uh, So like the movie... You you get introduced to everyone sort of in a roundabout way. You know, they are walking around and Ponyboy's cold as fuck. And he's like, oh, and then, uh, so that's how. So they start talking with the girls and uh, they're talking about everybody else. And they're like, oh, like your parents died, right? And he's like, fucking don't talk about it. She's like, okay. And then she's like, well, luckily you get along with both your brothers, right? And then Ponyboy's like, no, I don't. They're jerks to me. And then... He's like, so um, pop's cool, but... Yeah, and Johnny... Daryl. Johnny Can, Johnny... Johnny Cade. Johnny Cade. He's like, uh, I thought you got along great with your brother. And he's like, no, he's a fucking jerk to me. And then, like, ten minutes later, the, he shows up. And then fucking uh, Patrick Swayze just totally goes, uh... Um, Berserker? No, like, uh... What's that movie? Dirty Dancing. <laughs> He's like, nobody puts baby in a corner. Watch this. Nobody puts, or somebody puts fucking stay gold pony boy in a corner and right. fucking throws him on the ground. He's like, that's what I'm talking about. I was just telling my friends how you're a dick. And then he leaves the house again without a coat again. It's really a movie about yeah. just making sure, you know, you're properly bundled up for the elements. Right. It's like if you're all the time, I tell my kids, mm-hmm. get your fucking coat. Yeah. If you're going on the road, get a jacket. Be prepared. Mm-hmm. And he was not prepared. Yep. Stay prepared, pony boy. Yeah. Stay warm, pony boy. Keep water out of your lungs. So anyways, yeah. So we we talked about how they stabbed this guy. Mm-hmm. And then they're on the run. Right. Let's, let's back up just one second. Okay. So like if you and I are hanging out in a park and then I'm like cold as shit and sitting on top of like a swing set or something and then like a whole group of drunk people that are bigger than us show up are you and i gonna hang out and be like no act cool or are we gonna fucking run away we'll probably just run away. i'm running away we'll probably run away right and then they'll probably catch us mm-hmm. 
But, you know, they were drunk and they saw them coming. Right. So they kind of like. They could have just took off. I would have been like. Because you see them drive around the block like twice in the. Um, kind of like in the peripheries of the movie when mm-hmm. they're talking you kind of see it i mean they in the peripherals right if he had a coat on he might have been warm enough to recognize to focus on it mm-hmm. he's probably just like not paying attention you know because he's so cold but um but yeah i just like that's my number one thing like just try not to get drowned by some dickhead that's my ultimate goal in life yeah i think i think there's two rules when you go out at night don't freeze to death and don't get drowned by a dickhead yeah no sir that's the facts of life and i guess if his parents didn't get ran over by a train they would have told him that probably they're actually on the way to tell they're like fuck we forgot to tell him not to get drowned by an idiot right they in the back seat of the car they probably had his jacket and his fucking life jacket you know <laughs> so two jackets like maybe jacket. <laughs> maybe he's got those arm floaties in there something that so then that's why he's like oh you always got these sleeveless right. fucking shirts on so let's get him some arm floaties and it'll be warm and <laughs> they're like he why, won't drown why won't you drown and he's like bitch please <laughs> they just push fucking... him down he bops right up <laughs> boop, boop. <laughs> and then johnny cade's over there with his switchblade comb just it's combing his hair like hair. cold as fuck motherfuckers right. and then they just have to go get in there he's like you're, you'll never drown him he's why even try? And then they're just stopping. and they're like, well, I, I guess let's go, guys. And mm-hmm. then they just leave. Just bounce house out of there. And they're like, well, um, same time next week, guys, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, so Johnny Cade, he, uh, you know, he was in the right there, right? Because he, he's got, like, the scar and everything. He got beat up, and he's he's afraid, and he doesn't want to get violent and everything. But then he's like, they're fucking drowning my friend. Like, I got to do something. And so he self, you know, he, like, helps defend him, himself and then... um pony boy and he stabs that guy and then everybody else is like let's get the fuck out of here and then yeah they kind of like go on the run so yeah realistically you look at it and you're like it was five people beating up his friend and drowning him mm-hmm. like so, literally like, holding him underwater murdering, him. murdering him yeah so so in the eyes of everything yeah he was completely justified go defend his friend's life right mm-hmm. and they were probably right to go on the run because they were like the poor kids and right the and the kids are the rich kids so they probably he probably would have went to jail especially back in the time i mean you we even still see that nowadays right mm-hmm. like famous swimmers that what yeah. was that fucking kid's name do you remember i don't, I don't even like i forgot his name as soon as the how no actually i didn't i know exactly what his name is but i don't want to yeah i don't want to give him any credit because he's an awful person but yeah like that dude like pieces like, of shit that get away with stuff just because of their standing right and the judge is like oh well he was a gold medal winner and then he's like yeah but he also raped someone you yeah know, like, and they're like oh well this kid was a lawyer's son and he's like yeah well he was fucking drowning my friend and i stabbed him mm-hmm. i'm sorry that my parents are poor and i wear jean jackets right you know so yeah i get it so yeah he he was completely in the right of what he was doing. Who knows if he didn't do that, maybe they would have killed them both. Yeah. And then they would have just got away with it. You know, they would have just pressed mm-hmm. under the rug and said, oh, they were just. They're just drunk, teen, drunk teens kids just and, doing drunk And they just throw them in them Benjamins and them mm-hmm. Grants, you know. Yeah. Them Franklins. <laughs> so let's, let's take a small break. I've got another 90s movie for you to talk about a little bit. All right. And last time we did the movie in two minutes. This time I'm just going to give you open floor. Okay. Kind of give me what you think, and we'll just kind of see how things go. So take a minute and tell me what your likes and dislikes or the best parts, worst parts, whatever you can think of, of From Dust Till Dawn. 
Oh, shit. From Dust Till Dawn. That's the best movie uh, as far as, like, vampires are concerned, right? It's like uh, um, George Clooney and uh, Quentin Tarantino, and they're just fucking, like, the whole beginning of the movie when they're trying to get to the set. Like, you and I say it all the time, stage left. You know, they're just, like, walking through the, the background and everything trying to get to the movie and start arguing with each other and there's some then there's some girl that walks up and she's like i want to argue like an autograph and he's like the fuck out of here no they're, they're so this is actually from the after from dust till dawn came out they've made another movie not a movie like a documentary making oh, okay. of and this was the intro for that oh that was the intro for that oh, yeah, that's so, the only version i ever watch is the intro with yeah that part yeah so then but what happens is like this goofy ass guy comes oh, yeah, it's up, like a nerdy guy, right? and they push him away and everything. Tell him to get the fuck yeah. off. And then a hot girl comes up and wants her. Then they're like, and oh, they're hey. like "Oh, yeah, yeah." yeah and give autograph yeah. and like kiss her. And, mm-hmm. But yeah, that movie is, is um, amazing. Like, so then they go to the what's the um, bar called? Titty Twister happens at yeah, the Titty Twister, and uh, freaking Cheech is just all like. You know, he's like, oh, we got all sorts of girls, you know, you want the smelly ones, you want, you know. <laughs> Basically just raunchy Cheech. Right. And then Cheech goes on and does like Disney movies. Yeah, that he's like in Race to Witch Mountain or whatever. I Spy and I shit. Spy. Yeah, he's an I Spy and all that stuff. That would have been cool if it was just like, uh, instead of um, Cheech, it was Chong. And it was like, hey man, if you want some fucking... Like, we got some girls. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, the different energy. <laughs> Wouldn't that be so cool? Yeah, he's just like, a, yeah. He's like, hey, man, we got some fucking, we got some, some chill out, stanky girls in here. <laughs> <laughs> what if they both tried out? They're like, no, we're going with Cheech. Because, you know, Cheech is just like, we got all sorts of people. We got... You know, we got titty pussy, we got pussy titties. <laughs> that Cheech is just like, yeah, man, we got that too, man. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so funny. Oh, fuck, oh I never God. thought about that, but yeah, that yeah. would have been. That's a great movie. And then, Fucking uh, vampires everywhere. Oh, and I love uh, Juliette Lewis. She's awesome. Oh, yeah, she was legit in that movie mm-hmm. for sure. She was just like. I really like her in Natural Born Killers, too. Ooh. Well, the first one, there wasn't two of them, but. I see what you did there. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good movie. But yeah, if we were to do a 90s podcast, we definitely would. We'd review both of those. For sure. We should. Actually, if anybody wants to hear, if we want to start doing 90s movies, we could make like our own 90s movie podcast. We could call it That's Totally the 90s. Ooh, I like it. Let us know in the comments. Give us some input. Wherever you comment. You know what? Actually, just send us a tweet or send us a message on Instagram if you want to hear us talk about 90s movies and we'll make another one. For sure. Just look up That's Basically the 80s. Yeah. And then we'll do it. Far out, man. All right, so getting back into the movie. Right, um, let's jump back into this bitch. Yeah, so they uh, they stab fucking Leif Garrett. They're like, oh, shit. Uh, we better go somewhere and so then they cruise to uh matt dylan's bar right they're like fucking we need help and then um it's uh what's his name tom waits he's the he's the guy that answers the uh door he's like the bouncer dude mm-hmm. you ever listen to tom waits no he's like a musician super like he's his voice sounds like he smoked a thousand cigarettes every second since the day he was born 
he sings that song. It's like, the piano's been drinking. That's kind of how he sounds when he sings. <gasps> but uh, yeah, what if Tom they, uh, answers the door and he's like, what the fuck? What if he actually hired those two kids to stab Leif Garrett? Because they're both musicians. Yeah, and he thought that Leif Garrett was going to try and take over his music career. Mm-hmm. And he was just stopping it before it started. Right. And then after that, he left and went to like... Donnie what songs? Marie's house and stuff yeah. or something. What songs did Leif Garrett sing? I have no clue. Me neither. Like if someone was like, I'll give you a million dollars if you know what song Leif Garrett sings, I'd be like, can I phone a friend? But then I wouldn't call you actually. Yeah, don't call me. Uh, I'd call like, like not even my mom. I'd call, I don't even know who I'd call. I don't even know one person that knows he a Leif Garrett song. I think he's saying like that fucking 1970s shit. Kind of like, uh, let's get together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's like... Uh, that was not the monkeys. That was the Partridge family, wasn't it? No, that was from... Maybe. I don't know. Fuck, it was oh, wait, from no, that movie. was that from... Was a Parent uh, Trap movie, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was a Parent Trap movie, yeah. How do you even spell Leif Garrett? It's like Leaf backwards? Yeah. Well, yeah, sort of. Or is but it I think just it's for the I. L-E-I-F. L-E-I-F. He died, didn't he? F- wasn't he the dude that got in the fucking wheelchair? He got in a crash and then became in a wheelchair? Uh, wasn't he on the Def Leppard behind the music? Leif Garrett. Wasn't he the one that fucking they crashed? I don't know. I'm mixing up a lot of Yeah, me too. He, he sings, I was made for dancing. Not if he's in a wheelchair. Uh, memorize your number. When I think of you. Are any of these ringing bells? New York City Nights. That one. I was looking for someone to love. But uh, no, it still says he's alive. He's wearing a bandana in that picture. Yeah, and he looks old as fuck. So, yeah, apparently, I don't think he... Is. He's not the guy in the wheelchair from the Def Leppard behind the music. I no, I think, think that was... Uh, what the fuck's that guy's name? That Hawking guy? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay. Anyways. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> so, yeah, so then they're, they after they do their contract hit, uh-huh. they run off and they go meet, who'd you say, Tony Danza? Uh, well, I said Tom Waits, but Tom Waits, yeah. yeah. So uh, then um, Tom Waits is like, "Yo, fucking Matt Dillon, your friends are out here. They just stabbed someone." He's like, "Oh fuck!" You know, he runs down the stairs. He's like, "I don't have time for shirts." And he comes out. And he is kind of like it's kind of like him because earlier they got in the fight and they're like, "Matt Dillon, stop talking about every girl you see and like." what color her hair is and so he's like whatever i'm out of here scrubs and then so to like it's kind of like offering the piece like the olive branch because he came downstairs without a shirt he's like see i'm cold too pony boy right and then i forgot my coat yeah they're like oh i guess we are kind of all in this together so then he says oh well you know come on upstairs let me get you some shit he's like pony boy you get a shirt fucking karate kid you get a gun it's kind of like outfitting him for you know the worst like i don't know what you guys are gonna need man here's a coat and a gun and then go to this church yeah go, go catch to, this train yeah get on a train and go to this church and then hide out there i'll come hang out with you guys in a few days that's what they do they yeah. end up in this abandoned church mm-hmm. at one point there would they say there was a monster breaking in the little yeah. raccoon yeah he's like hey pony boy you're a fucking monster outside and it's just a raccoon right and then they've the got raccoons that. like you guys got any garbage in here what's going on it's like, I know you've got a week supply, supply of baloney in there. Yeah. Because like, you got fucking baloney for days. I just, I know, I smell it. Right. He says, get a week's worth of food. So what does he do? He goes and gets bread and baloney. Yeah. He's like, I bought all of the baloney in town. And then they play poker for cigarettes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever played poker for cigarettes? 
I've not played poker for cigarettes that I can recall. Me neither. I've played poker for money. Mm-hmm. Candy. Yep. Like pennies. Yeah. Pennies and penny candies. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Penny candies. I think have I... you ever like uh, played poker for like the candy cigarettes? Ooh. No, but now I want to. When I was little, <laughs> I used to always get the candy cigarettes from the store. And then I'd like put them in my mouth like I was fucking smoking. Right. And then my grandma, she would uh, take red lipstick and paint the ends of it so it looked like it was uh, like a lit cigarette. So you're you're a gangster. Mm-hmm. Didn't they fucking outlaw those for a while or yeah. try and ban them or something? Yeah. I recently have seen them in they a came, convenience store. They kind of came back, yeah. It's like, uh, why do we want to promote candy cigarettes for kids? And then Marble Man's like, future customers. Right. Right now they just have the vape stuff, but uh, it's all good. So then, uh, yeah, I used to kind of like, you know, have that, you know, because I was like breathing in all the secondhand smoke because everybody I knew in the eighties and early nineties smoked. So I'm like, I may as well get some of the benefit. Right. And then uh, even they, do you remember the ones that were like gum? Yeah. Like the long stick of gum. was like like a cigar, right? Right. And then it had like a powder in it so you could blow through it so it looked like smoke was coming out of it too. Right. Or like the, and it was like the gum. Was, remember they had like the stork gum. It's like, congratulations, you fucking had a baby boy. Here's a piece of gum. Here's the longest fucking gum in the world. Yeah, they ate. No one ever ate those. No. Dude, they were some fucking hardcore shit back mm-hmm. when we were kids, you know? Yeah. If you gave a kid some candy cigarettes now and you sent them to school. <laughs> they get in trouble. You'd probably end up scorned on You'd be Facebook. like America's Most Wanted. Yeah. This fucking guy. This that's like, what's that guy, the America's Most Wanted guy? He'd be like, this motherfucker in a heinous act sent his kid to school with sticks of candy in a box. And lipstick. With lipstick. The kid wasn't wearing lipstick. It was on the candy. Disgusting. America's Most Wanted. Dun dun. Dun dun. And then it starts playing the theme song like from uh, Law and Order. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, they're at this church. What do you think? What do you think you do for a whole week while you're at that church? Just hanging out in the woods. In that day and time, yeah, I'd just be like, play poker again. Kind of go outside, watch the sunset, watch the sunrise, all that shit. Yeah, they tried to snare the rabbit. Mm-hmm. And they, like, they read they the book. They put on there some bologna. Yeah, they, they put a bologna sandwich Rabbits love bologna. <laughs> yeah, and then they tried to catch it, and then it didn't. And then they tried to they chase it down. Chase it down, yeah. Still got away. Mm-hmm. I don't think they ever got any rabbit steaks. Right, no. I think maybe he was trying to get him less for the rabbit meat because they had plenty of bologna, but he wanted that rabbit skin. Yeah. You know, he needed some sleeves. He just wanted to be all... Uh, yeah, they, they kind of probably just wanted like a rabbit friend. They're like, what the fuck do rabbits do out here? Let's ask one. I don't know. Right. And just hang Let's out catch it. it. So they, uh, so then he buys all that fucking bologna and stuff, but he also buys some um, hydrogen peroxide, right? Because they got to change their appearance. Right. And which is bizarre because he's like, yeah, pony boy, you're going to dye your hair. Mm-hmm. And then they don't dye his. Right. And they he's the kinda, one that straight up did the murdering. They just kind of cut. Their hair a little bit. Yeah. Right. I mean, if I drowned someone and then just like cut, you know, an inch and a half off my hair and dyed it, the police would be like, hey, you look exactly like that fucking asshole that drowned someone. But did you get a haircut in the meantime? Did you cut one inch off of your hair? <laughs> I'd be like, ah, you'll never catch me, coppers. You'll, you'll never get me. <laughs> right. Not today. And so, and so then they're like, um, but I guess maybe it was before 
information, facial recognition. Yeah, all that <laughs> stuff like spread fast. So like they'd probably be like, um, they couldn't put you on Facebook and yeah, Instagram and Twitter. It's like all the preppy kids, they'd be like, hey, who married? Who murdered your friend? And they'd be like, fucking the karate kid and his friend. That redheaded with douche. With black hair. And then they're like, well, we found a karate kid with shorter hair and a blonde haired kid. And they're like, yeah, that's not him. Nope. Officer. Did I say blonde hair? Yeah. No. Let's talk a little bit about the church burning down. Right. Because like, they leave and they go get some burgers and stuff. Dal shows up and he's like, I think that we are going to be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, because uh, his not girlfriend is going to. Yeah, testify for testify and, right? and be like they were just protecting themselves. So like, okay, let's go back and get our shit. And, and then there's like a the church is on fire. There's a school bus out there, and two or three chaperones out there. But then the motherfucker is burning to the ground, and there's like eighty kids trapped yeah. inside. Do, do all those kids even fit on that fucking bus? There's a lot. It's like seventeen. And then they're all just like, who, how'd you get in there? Yeah, who goes to a fucking abandoned church for a field trip and then lights it on fire? Yeah. Do you think that it lit on fire because of their like cigarettes and stuff, or do you think it something else caught it on fire? I always wondered that, and I didn't read the book. Maybe they had some unburnt cigarettes in there, or maybe the little kids went in there and found their cigarette butts and like, oh shit, let's smoke these up. And they're like, Ch-ch-ch. yeah, I always wondered how the fire started, but I mean, it doesn't matter, you know, how it started. But then, so they're like, well, fuck, you know, this thing is on fire for sure. Like if I was in a building on fire, I'd try to get out before it was completely engulfed in flames. But, you know, sometimes they could be trapped in like they're little kids. Right, they are little kids. And I mean, when he goes in there, he tries to help that kid. That one fucking bites him, right? Yeah. So, I mean, they're scared. I'd be scared too. I guess I just don't understand how it got so out of control. And the chaperones were all just And they're all just outside like, oh, hey, they're like, I don't know. I guess they just let the kids go run and play yeah. and whatever. You know, it was the time. It was the 60s, right? Yeah, I guess they didn't really So the parents were probably just off well. smoking some weed or something. Mm-hmm. They were doing LSD and they thought it was a fake fire. Yeah, they're like, I thought this was a light show. But uh, yeah, it's like super brave. You know, they, they cruise in and they're like, let's fucking save these guys and jump in there and start saving people left and right, you know, getting them and everything. Uh, I think that... I was trying to answer this question to myself when I was watching the movie, if I would run in and try to save people, but I definitely think that I would. I think you and I both would run in and definitely try to help, you know? I mean, you were in the military, and I uh, work in healthcare, and before that I uh, was an emergency responder, worked as an EMT, so I definitely think that you and I would run in there and, and try to save people. You worked at a deli once, too, so you knew a little thing about mm-hmm. baloney. Yep, and I knew about, um, you know, fires, because I've seen them, like, on a grill. Yeah, um, I think that we probably would yeah, we'd start go in there. I mean, sure. we definitely wouldn't be standing around like that bus driver. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, what's going on over there, kids? Yeah, he's like, come out of the building on fire. But uh, yeah, we, you know, they they start, they save everybody. And then, um, you know, that's when Ralph Macchio's character falls through and gets all burned up really bad and everything. Right, know? he falls through the floor, right? And then didn't uh, Dal get him out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, then he ran in and saved him. And so that's another thing about Dallas. I mean, he was being all tough and everything. Don't go in there. We got to get out of here, right? Uh-huh. And then he still ran in there to try and save his friend. Yeah. I mean, he jumped in the fire too, and he got hurt. Yeah, his arm got all burned up. Yeah, and he, I mean, the whole situation there, They. I mean, they were all heroes. Uh-huh. And 
what if they didn't get in this situation? That's would what the, I was would say. those kids still have ended up being there? Mm-hmm. And then maybe all those kids would have died. Yeah, that's what, you know? that's why I wonder where the source of the fire started. Maybe I should read the book or like look and do some amount of research instead of just asking a question that I don't know the answer to. But if they never go to the church, then does the church start on fire? So then if it doesn't, then they're not heroes. Right. So, but then if the church would have started on fire and all those kids would have died, then they should have, then they were in the right place at the right time, then they were here as and it's a good thing all of the events transpired. So I just don't know which is right or right in there, but they definitely saved all those kids' lives, you know, and then uh, that's kind of when it gets into the, you know, deepness of the outsiders. Right. So then they get rescued by the EMTs and everything and end up at the hospital. You can see everybody, they're pretty burned up and everything. And definitely Ralph Macchio, he is super in bad shape. You know, he like fell like deep into the fire and everything. Right. Mentions how he probably will never walk again and they yeah, don't know if he's going to... back and all that. Yep. So then uh, Patrick Swayze and... Uh, Pony Boy. Pony Boy. And then uh, what's... Soda Pop, Rob Lowe. Rob Lowe, yeah. So they all um, show up and they're like, oh, fuck, we didn't know. Where, like, we heard you guys were on the run because you stabbed someone, you know, and now then you were on fire and now you guys are here, you know, and then uh, they're, it kind of solidifies their family again and everything and they're all, all of a sudden close again, you know, and it's right, forgiven earlier. with Swayze putting him in the corner. You know? Right. They were fighting earlier and now they're like, oh, this is all important. Yeah, he's like, I brought you a coat, you know. And he's like, fucking thanks, older brother. I was in a yeah. fire, though, so I'm warm now. Yeah, so it's really, yeah, he's like, I'm not cold anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and then that's kind of when all the other outsiders really come together and, you know, everybody is, it kind of explains and shows like that whole, you know, they're in this together and everything. And we got all the other cool characters, you know, Emilio and everything. What about Tom Cruise? You know, out of all of the Outsiders, uh-huh. Tom Cruise played Steve. Yep. They all had and, fucking cool names. And then... Yeah, you got like Soda Pop and Left Arm Willie. And, and Jingle Jangle. And... On Fire. Ghost. Pony Boy. Karate Kid. Right. I don't know what other cool names are there. Bob. Mm. Bob. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you got fucking Steve. And I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do like a lot of Tom Cruise movies. Mm-hmm. This wasn't his best. No. I think that he did a disgrace to all Steves everywhere. Yeah. He, I, just, I don't know. I just hate his character. He just seemed like a real dumb. Yeah, he's like, kind of like a darky. Like he's eating that chocolate cake and he just smears chocolate cake all mm-hmm. over his face. And then he's just running around like boo-doo, yeah. boo-doo, boo-doo, They're like, we're boo-doo. all outsiders together, huh? And they're like, yes, Steve, we are. Steve, we're fucking inside right mm-hmm. now. We don't go but by outsiders. Yeah, we're but they're kind of like they're kind of like his. He's their like other friend, they're, and they're like, "Yeah, we're all in this together, Steve, for sure. Like you are one of us." You know. They like talk him into changing their oil mm-hmm. and stuff. For like outsiders never say die, right, guys? <laughs> Except for well, a couple of us do, but whatever. Yeah. So yeah, they kind of just like include him, you know, begrudgingly. But, I mean, he was good in a fight, right? Yeah, he punched oh, let's, people. Let's talk about the fight a little bit. That was a little bit far out there, huh? The whole everything about it. So they go to the that 1950s where you go to get like an eatery, like a diner, like every single town that was in a movie. Right, the little outside place. diner. Yeah. And um, they're going to get some food, and then the preppy dudes show up. 
And then one of them's like, hey, come talk with me over here. And they have that moment where they're like, yeah, but at the end of the day, you know, we're going to come fight you guys. You guys are going to kick our ass. And then you're still going to be poor people. And we're still going to be rich people. And it's not going to matter. And it's not going to change anything. And they have like an understanding, like, I don't even know why we do this. You know, they could have been at that point, they could have been like, yeah, why are we doing this? What if we try to find out why we try to drown and stab each other and be friends with each other? Instead, they're like, yeah. That is probably what's going to happen. Anyways, I'll see you at the fight later. Yeah. Okay. I'll punch you in the face. You you punch me. All right. Cool. See ya. You know, it's like they both agreed that nothing was going to change with the fight, and then they still happened anyways. Right. Weird. They should have just not called it off. Should have been like, hey, guys, let's play poker instead. Right. Or Pinochle, or let's start a band. Mm-hmm. Steve can play the piccolo. <laughs> That'd be awesome. But uh, I really liked in the fight... I thought that Ponyboy was probably essential. Like, I think he was the one that turned the tide. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you why. Okay. Because everybody was kind of fighting. They were beating each other up. Mm-hmm. One-on-one fist fight here. One would break away a little bit and go help their friend. And then another guy would break away and go. The entire time, Ponyboy completely occupied two to his one. So he doubled down on them, right? right? I mean, all he did was lay on the ground and get beat up. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to take three of them. <laughs> <laughs> but there was like... It, those three or four or whatever that the yeah. other guys didn't have to worry about, right? Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, that probably would be me. Right, you'd fighter. be the one on the ground getting beat up. They're like, yeah, guys, I'm going to distract these three over here. Mm-hmm. I'd be out there with my hair comb. Combing your hair. Trying to stab people. I broke Occasionally three. looking down. Yep, still. <laughs> I broke three of the teeth combs. <laughs> comb, the comb. Did you see that guy that knocked out three teeth? Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, do you mean the teeth on your comb? Yeah. Still counts. <laughs> funny. Yeah, that fight was crazy. They just like, they're like, fuck yeah, we won. And it immediately starts raining because of course it does. You oh, know? yeah. A big bonfire and then big rain. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, so actually in that fight scene, I it, I guess like film wise, it actually did get kind of out of control. Some of them walked away with actual black eyes. Tom Cruise broke his thumb. Really? Yeah. Wow. I think even uh, Francis Ford Coppola got hurt in the filming of it. Really? I mean, he's sitting back in his chair just yelling, right? And he still got hurt. Yeah. <laughs> Someone so, ran up and punched him. They're like, we're fucking outsiders, pal. Um, get it, greaser. I punched the fucking producer. Can you believe that? And they're like, well, he's a soch. Right. Right. So did you know, a little fact-based, this this is based off the book, right? Mm-hmm. Did you know that this book was written by just a 16-year-old teenager? And it turned out to be such a huge hit? It's pretty cool, yeah. I didn't know that, but some of how the movie goes, I could see that. Because there are some things, like how I was questioning why they didn't just not fight each other. Like maybe someone with a, like a 30-year-old writing that book, remembering back at the age of 16, maybe you would have rewrote that to where they didn't fight. Because you have got like another 15 or 16 years in you or something. Right. You know? And I don't know the exact story about it. This was just a little brief thing I caught in passing. But apparently... He was tired of having to read all the basic books that they were making him read in high school, like books about being the prom king or Mm -hmm. kid drama and stuff. He's like, none of that stuff really related to me, so I wanted to write a book that I related to more. Right. And so then he wrote this book. Right. So like you said, uh, Ponyboy, he helps turn the tides of war and everything and then occupies a bunch of them and then they fight and then... Starts raining and everything, and then the preps or the socias, they're like, let's get fucking out of here, you know, and they start running, and they're like, yeah, we won, and everything, and they're like, let's go, um, let's go celebrate and everything, 
you know? And so then they're heading home and Matt Dillon, he's driving and then the cop pulls him over. He's like, fuck, you know? Okay. And so the cop's like, where's the fire? He should have been like, I'm fucking at a church, right? <laughs> but, uh, you know, for a yeah. fact, <laughs> he's like, well, my fucking friend just crashed his motorcycle. I got to go into the hospital, you know? And he's like, is it bad? And he's like, I don't know. You tell me, bitch. <laughs> you know, the cop's like, oh shit, it is. It looks me, bad. Yeah. Let me give you a police escort. And then it's obvious that they weren't going to the hospitals. Then, uh, Dylan, he's just like, oh, fucking now I got to drive there. I guess we'll go see Johnny. Right. So he's like, well, we can stop by and say hi to Johnny. Tell him you know how well we did and everything and then that's kind of you know where it gets into sort of the the end of the movie and everything and all the the bad things that happen but they show up and johnny you know he's just dying at this point you know this is back before they had because people you know if you get burned like that and you don't survive and you survive the the actual burning and everything you'll very likely in this day in that day and age die of a bacterial infection because your skin protects you from infection and then if it's all burned off then uh they didn't have like enough sanitation and uh, understanding of like proper sanitation and everything and ways to help back then so people died of like severe bacterial infections after really bad fires like that so that's um probably what happened you know they're like oh we fucking we won the fight johnny and he's like Oh, fighting ain't no like, good. Fighting ain't no good. Stay gold. Peace. You know, and then he's just done. And that, that kind of breaks, um, you know, Matt Dillon. He's like, well, fuck. You know, and he, he's... And it, it kind of... I really like that breakdown and everything of his character because I think about that all the time where he's he says, uh, this is what happens. You know, you go out and you be a good person. You save. 15 kids from a burning building and this is what this is the things you get if you, you die right so, so, so like, why be a good person 14 year old kid you know and, and i think that all the time whenever i see someone some like good person die or something you know i'm always like oh you know like someone crew like jumps into a lake and saves like someone drowning and then they drown themselves i'm like oh yeah like that's what they get you know wonderful and i think about that i have that mentality all the time like oh you know but i i don't have the other where it's like only help yourself you know i'm always like about help whoever is in need it just really sucks that there's not some way there's not some like reward system where it's like you helped someone so something shitty doesn't happen to you you know there's you think that there was like a reward system like that you think people would just do it to get the reward rather than just the gratification of just being a good person probably but i'm just like i just wish the world was like if someone was burning in a church and then you jumped in there and saved and you didn't fall through something and die yourself right you, know? you didn't go save six kids and so your reward was to be in pain for three <laughs> days in the hospital and then die yeah really sucks but yeah it breaks um what is what is his character i keep saying matt dillon i keep forgetting what his name is dal dal so it breaks dal dallas i think is his dallas. name so it breaks him and everything and he he kind of starts driving like he pulls out his gun and fake shoots it at some emts and then heads off you know and that's when he goes to the gas station and you can tell He's like sitting there looking at the magazine and he keeps looking up at the register guy. You can tell that he, he's like just thinking to himself. Him. He's like, I'm going to go do something bad and get all the cops on me. You know, like he's just planning out what he's going to do and he's like sad and, you know, it's all it's just. He's awful. definitely just acting in the moment instead mm-hmm. of trying to work through. Yeah, if he could like the step outside the motions for a day and, and everything. But, you know, then he does his whole thing. He robs the register for no reason and then runs off and the 
the cash register, like the store clerk, he when he shot, I think that he shot him, right? Because he's like bleeding. Yeah, because when he goes to the payphone, then he leaves. It mm-hmm. shows some of the blood. Right. So he'd already been shot. So then you know he runs to the the place where like the giant fight broke fought the giant fight had broke out like an hour before and then somehow that you know 20 cops showed up then but not before with the big fight right maybe they're all in the area because of the fight who knows but so then yeah he like fake shoots and the cops all shoot him to death and then right as the outsiders get there that's really sad we've all experienced dealing with the death and Mm -hmm. death of friends and family and you know i get it he he finally was close to somebody you know he had obviously some kind of hard life right yeah he didn't really have anybody to be close to Mm -hmm. and you know he tried to act tough and whatnot and then he finally found these two kids that he's close to he's Mm -hmm. friends with them and you know he kind of has maybe that brotherly love with them or that family connection whatever and then Mm -hmm. he loses one of them and then he like he says he gives a speech he's like he's a good person he didn't deserve this and so he just kind of snapped and lost it maybe if he had somebody good to lean on or a little bit of a support system or something. Yeah. Maybe this didn't happen to him this way. Right, because he didn't but, have, like, his parents were out of the situation and stuff, so he probably didn't get raised a family situation to help him through all those emotions and stuff, because he's still young, too, you know? Right. It's really sad, but then Pony Boy, right, he's at, uh, well, I think he, he must be at, like, a boys' camper or something later on, because they keep saying that they're going to, like, take him and send him to, like, a foster care or, like, a boys' camp or something. He, it kind of looks like he's, like, in some sort of, like, camp or reform something when he writes the, um, when he's writing, like, his story. But then he pulls out his copy of Gone with the Wind, and then there's that letter that uh, Johnny had wrote. Right, the one mm-hmm. said that he'd still do it, and it was worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, it was definitely worth it. And it's just, it's really sad how he wrote. He's like, tell Dal all these things, you know, it is worth it. And, you know, helping people is good and everything, and he never got a chance to say it. Right. It's really kind of sad on that whole thing, but it's really really good movie for sure. So yeah, we got uh, into a little bit of the motions of the movie. I kind of want to just take a little step back, and I just want to talk briefly about one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yeah, we need to talk about our favorite parts for sure. Because I I really enjoy Emilio Estevez mm-hmm. as an actor. I like a lot of his stuff. I yeah, love Breakfast cool. Club. I loved um, Mighty, Ducks. Mighty Ducks. I mean... Pretty much everything he's done, I really enjoyed. So, but just after they were leaving the movie theater, the drive-in, yeah, and then they pull up in that Mustang, right? And mm-hmm. they're with the girl, and yeah. Everything. The, the socias, they pull up in that Mustang, all drunk, yeah. Right? And then he's like, "There's four of us, or whatever." Mm-hmm. And then he's drinking that beer, and then just smooth as fuck, just drinks his beer, spins, breaks the beer bottle on the fence, hands the beer bottle off, Is I think it's to Dal, or uh-huh. to, not Dal, not to Dal. like Pony Boy or whatever, uh-huh. and then pulls out his switchblade and whips it out. It's like just in one fluid motion. Like, yeah, it's so cool. Only one person in history could do that. Definitely Emilio. Emilio West. Yeah, if I would have been a social, I would have been like, let's get the fuck out of here. I'd have been like, hmm, well, we're going to go. Yeah. We, we were just were checking just, on you guys. We were just, we were just going to see hi. if you needed a, a coat. You know, right. you look cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just, I mean, there's a lot of great parts of the movie, but that one part, just, I love that one. Every time mm-hmm. I watch it, I'm like, God damn, he is a smooth motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I I really picked that out when we watched the movie, too. Like, like I wonder if he, like, did that in one take. Like, he just spun around and did it. And, and then, like, Emilio just yelled, cut. <laughs> like, even Francis Ford Coppola, he didn't get to, because Emilio's just like, 
he holds out the knife and everything. And he's like, cut, that's a wrap. You know, and Francis and just walks like, away, just starts combing his yeah, hair with Francis his fucking like, knife comb. Yeah. I mean, it was perfect. <laughs> I wish he wouldn't have yelled cut. That's kind of my job, but, you know, I, I'm not going to tell him no. Just <laughs> the way you broke that beer bottle. <laughs> So, uh, my my favorite part of the movie, I think, is uh, is that poem by Robert Frost, "The Nothing Gold Can Stay," and the whole conversation on that. And I don't even know where I where I where I stand on that whole thing because Pony Boy he he quotes the poem and and says nothing gold can stay, and then later Johnny he says that he thinks Pony Boy's got it wrong and that. Um, you know, it's written from like the standpoint of like being a kid and stuff mm-hmm. and, and everything and letting like the, the gold fade and, you know, trying not to and everything. And I don't even know where I stand on that. Like, I think that I stand more on the on the side of the fence that Ponyboy was on of the nothing gold can stay. I, I just think that life like wears on everybody. I think that maybe, and this is just my opinion, is like I think that maybe your shine fades, mm-hmm. but then you have moments where you kind of polish and yeah. you, you just kind of see it again. You it come back, like fades in and out. Yeah, it's not, mm-hmm. it's not all or none. Yeah, you like go through some periods of. Maybe it's kind of like the sunset, and yeah. then you have like the high sun, and then you've got the or the sunrise sun, and then yeah, you know what I meant. Yeah, sunrise <laughs> and then a sunset, and then maybe it's night. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just dark, and then maybe that's where Dal was at. You know, he just hit that pitch black mm-hmm. dark spot, and he didn't see any any of that shine anywhere, and couldn't find it, and yeah. Maybe if he would have just stuck it out a little bit, yeah, he would have. Maybe he would have found it again. You know, mm-hmm. that's kind of where I stand. And that, I don't know if I'm right, but yeah. it's a good, it's a good take on it. I, I could get behind that for sure. But yeah, that's another like that's one of the other big quotes that we were always talking about. Like, mm-hmm. is when he's like, "Stay gold, pony boy." Yeah, you know, you can anytime your friend's walking out of the room, you can just say that to him, and then if they don't get it, then they're definitely not cool. Then they're out. They're insiders. Then you fucking insider. Yeah. You probably don't even know who Soda Pop is. They're like, I mean, I didn't know who Pony Boy was either, so yeah, I didn't know who his brother was. You yeah. know who I do know? It's fucking Steve. Right. But uh, but yeah, so that's The Outsiders. What should we watch next week? Uh, I don't know. What if we got like the opinion of some uh, top men? So are we talking like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark? Hell yeah. Do you know why? Why? That's basically the 80s. <laughs>